0: Welcome to the U-School Podcast, where we believe inside of everybody there is a great story waiting to be discovered and lived. This is the show where we guide you on your journey in discovering what your story could be. It's your life. Don't let anybody else write it. Okay, you ready for this? Of course. Of course you're ready. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right, hey everybody, this is Scott Schimmel, and I'm welcoming you to the U School podcast. I'm the president and the chief guide of the U School, and we have conversations with real life people about what they're doing in the world to help students, veterans, or athletes grow to become healthy people. That's what we're all about. So today, I'm thrilled because I've got one of my best friends in the world who's a real life teacher, and he's in a real life school right now. His name (laughs) is John Wilkes, and he is this is his first time. This is probably the first time you've ever listened to a podcast, much less been on a podcast. <laughs> no, this is, my, this is my third time. Third time on a podcast or listening to one? L- listening to one. Oh, okay. Well, I hope you listen to yourself. I'll make it number three or four. <laughs> <laughs> no offense taken that you don't listen to the U School podcast regularly. We'll, we'll broach that afterwards. But, John, um, <laughs> thank you for being on the show. Thanks for taking time out of your school day. And uh, why don't you just tell us about what you're doing and and where you are and what you're teaching and and how you got into that business in the first place
1: yeah so I teach math at the high school level this is my 18th year well I started yeah I know I know I started uh uh, off because I just I needed a job on a real short notice so I started substitute teaching out of college Hmm. and and then I met, I started meeting a few kids in a consistent substitute job that I had. And I started to get to know a couple kids and I can still remember a couple of them. And that kind of changed my perspective on what it would mean to teach full time. I thought, man, well, this could actually be something I could get into. So that's kind of how I got started. Why? And I went- what
0: was it? What, what did you like?
1: Well, in the short time that I had had this uh, class, it was probably about a couple of weeks there was a couple of kids. One of them, he nicknamed himself Ski-Lo. I'll never forget Skilo <laughs> And it's just, I just got to know them, and they and they were seemed interested in knowing about me, um, in that short couple of weeks. And I thought, oh my goodness, if I could do this in a week or two, kind of get to know kids and get mm-hmm. to know about who they were, what would it be like if you had an entire year with them? So that's kind of what got me hooked. So if
0: memory serves me right, you were a philosophy major in college? Yep. And now you major. teach math. Does anybody at your school know that you were a philosophy
1: major? <laughs> <laughs> I, I always keep that as the last part of every conversation <laughs> because I feel inferior to the other people I teach with who are all math majors for the most part. Why math? Um, Why are you teaching math? So believe it or not, philosophy and math eventually converge it takes what many of years only of a study. philosophy major would say that <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely right but there is some overlap there and um outside of philosophy math i guess was always was the one of my favorites so so happened that that was one of the highest needs at the mm. point in time i got into teaching math teachers were in high need um and so that, that was the first opening that I had. And then, I, and then I just never switched, but um, yeah.
0: Well, I don't know if you knew this, John, but math teachers don't actually care about kids. That's not <laughs> what they're, but uh, that's uh, actually how you roll. You're known as a teacher right. who does that. What, what gives, how, how do you make sense of that? What, why, why do you do that? How do like, that's really what this conversation is for. I I had this epiphany the other day because we have these conversations inside schools, training teachers every single week about how to care about kids, for the lack of a better term. Social, emotional learning, character development, et cetera. But what we hear often is a pushback from the math and science department of, look, we don't have time for this or that's not what we're trained for. Uh, Yeah. What's your deal?
1: Right. So, maybe that's part of the philosophy thing because I, I didn't ever get into it for the math and science part as my number one goal. And so I could see, I, and I absolutely um, can understand why you hear that so much because the demand, the pressure to get kids at a high level of math and science is, is really high. The expectations are super high on how far they need to get. And so, in order to get to that level, it takes a a, a real um, amount of effort that it, I would is probably above and beyond some of the other subjects in terms of how much time you have to spend practicing on a daily mm-hmm. basis. So, I get the pre- the pressure to perform mm-hmm. is constantly there, and you're going to be measured every single year with mm-hmm. your tests, of course. So, it's it's really public knowledge as, as, as to, to how, how- you you were doing as an individual teacher Hmm. so there's a massive pressure there um so i i know that um that's probably why that you get that pushback and and that's and i feel that struggle as well so the 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 one thing that i've done that i think is um helpful is that i do less i do less math and Hmm. i think i think (laughs) Uh, if there's any administrators listening or <laughs> fellow teachers, they've probably got to you know, plug their ears when they hear that. But yeah. what, I mean, what I mean by that is that um, I, instead of doing one more drill or one mm-hmm. more practice session, if I can spend five to ten minutes building relationships with kids, mm-hmm. my, I found that that goes even farther in their learning in the end. And that hmm. it, it will still produce the results that we all want and that mm-hmm. we desire, but we'll do it to get with a sense of camaraderie and, and fellowship with kids rather than, mm-hmm. um, rather than just a grinding it out approach.
0: So there is, there is sort of an equation there. Five to ten minutes invested in kids equals better scores, better math results.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I've found. It, cause I have found because I definitely have tried it both ways and I've found that, <laughs> you're like this yeah, is
0: a year where I don't care.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I've, yeah I've just found that my goodness, if I if I can build rapport and get the same and sometimes better results, well, why, why not be more human about it? Why not why not laugh along the way and get to know kids?
0: So what do you do if we were if we were to watch you? send like a 60 minutes crew for a week what what are you doing to build that rapport build relationships what does that look like
1: Mm, yeah so um i'll create activities where the kids can share about themselves um they interview a partner and uh they talk about three things that we we wouldn't know about you if we if we just only knew your name and so then the kids get up and interview or they um, introduce their partner to the class. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's one activity, just real simple, that yeah. I uh, that I'll do. Uh, I play name games, like silly name games, where uh, you do try to match a sound to a name, so that kids can remember each other's names. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then I also, I mean, this goes, this is a little bit odd, but like I hang out with kids by uh, beyond the classroom, hmm. eat, eat eat lunch with kids. Um, and go to kids activities um hmm. and uh sometimes they you know, i'll hang out with kids on the weekends like we actually some of the kids i have their and they have mine so hmm. no way those are a couple yeah those are a couple practical
0: things and you've been doing chuck norris jokes
1: since that was cool you still doing that
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes oh <laughs> I, I had no idea the mileage that I would get out of Chuck Norris, but <laughs> just there you go. Every day it, they at least get 30 seconds of a Chuck Norris fact. <laughs> where, Cause they're not jokes. They're right. All facts right. About. So just a way to get the kids laughing. I love to t- tell them jokes and I'm not naturally funny. So <laughs> I have pre-scripted jokes uh-huh. and, and then it gets them laughing. So anything, to, if I can do anything to get them laughing, including laughing at me, yeah, then I, well, that's one way I get them laughing at me.
0: Can you give us a little teaser, like a recent Chuck Norris fact?
1: Oh my goodness, yes. Um, so it, it's been heard that Jesus could, can walk on water, but Chuck Norris can swim through dry land.
0: <laughs> Are you talking about Jesus in public school right now, John?
1: <laughs> that's dangerous. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the kids love that one. What about uh, and even oh God, what
0: it what about your personal life? I've, I've been to your classroom one time and I just noticed mm-hmm. of pictures of your your wife and kids all over the place, which is a little bit um and that's very private. That's your private life. Do you
1: Ah what yes. That? Great question. yes. So that's one of the ones where I were it's I, it I guess is where where I'm going with this is that pretty much every day they get a story or two about my daughters. Um, I got a 12 year old daughter and a three year old daughter, and mm-hmm. about what they're learning about, what they're going through, how mm-hmm. they're um, ha- how they're keeping up at night, if they're getting along, just silly parent stuff. So I I share that with them, um, and then about you know things with funny things that happen with my wife. And the idea is just because I had, um, I love, I love getting to know people. So I'm hoping that if they realize that I'm a human too, Mm -hmm. that, that that'll just bring down some of the walls, you know, it takes the the pressure off the learning and makes it more of a natural, normal thing. We're just people trying to get a job done together. So you're taking
0: five to 10 minutes, you're doing one or two less drills every day. Are there? Yeah. this idea of you spending that time, obviously your, your theory, your equation is this is going to solve problems. You're going you're gonna to create a bond. They're going to do better. But are there, are there actually problems that you create, like kind of unintentionally? Mm-hmm. Like what problems do you get into because you're engaging in kids' lives?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That was the one thing that I hit, hit me very hard in the beginning when I first started teaching that was really tough to deal with is that there's going to be some kids that see that as a sign of that they're not going to be held accountable for Mm -hmm. all of their actions. Mm -hmm. If I could sum it up. So yeah, yeah, that is, um, that can be a real challenge because Mm -hmm. chaos chaos in the, in the classroom management can quickly happen Mm -hmm. uh, if if you don't have maybe some tools to deal with that when when it does, because I think it's kind of naive. Oh yeah, you can be, you can be fun. You can laugh. You can get to know kids personally and think that it's not going to somehow be a difficult challenge. Hmm. I just had to learn some strategies on how to deal with that when it does. Mm
0: -hmm. Hmm. What about, um, I'm just going to ask you like a few like kind of rapid fire questions. Like, If you you could
1: change school, what would you change? Ah, more adult presence. That's simple. (laughs) What do you mean? Just have more adult to student ratio, uh, a higher Mm -hmm. or a lower ratio, I guess. Mm -hmm. You know, five kids to every one adult. I mean, I'm pipe dreaming, but that sounds great. Um it's the biggest thing that I noticed instantly changes and helps kids' behavior is when there's adults um around them
0: that care mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um so, recent story of i don't know how to ask this like personal impact that's that you've seen
1: yeah the- yeah this was this was an easy one um I had talked with a kid's parent who was failing. She she was just the lowest grade of all my, of all my classes. Mm. And she was really struggling and was stressing her out and her, and her parents out and they were wondering what to do. So it took time. I took hours of phone calls with the parents and in conversations with the student. Mm. But um, bottom line, she um, found a way to get some assistance and help. Mm-hmm. And we, t- we took this test and uh, a couple of weeks after all this started and she ended up getting the highest grade hmm. in the class on no that particular, on that test. Yeah. True story. Wow. And yeah, it, it just simply took time to to talk through it with her. What was going on? There wasn't anything. It wasn't any magic formula. It was just, it just took time to figure out what she needed. What, hmm. what, what, what was it that she needed? And it was amazing. Results. Hmm. That was amazing. Yeah. And what's really that confident. done for her? Like her confidence and Oh <laughs> my goodness. Amazing. She's laughing in class, mm-hmm. giving giving answers, raising her hand, volunteering, not being quiet all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, just the and I would imagine that ability to realize, oh my oh my goodness, I, I did something extremely difficult and I was mm-hmm. able to do it.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: and there's a there's an
0: adult that cares there's a teacher that cares. I mean, that's like, that's like game changer stuff.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. It really is. That's and it, that doesn't happen. I mean, man, I wish that happened once a week. Right. That, that's right. a very, right. But when it does, it's the type of thing that you remember for, for years to go. Yeah. So that's, be, yeah. yeah.
0: What are, what are kids going through from your perspective? What do you see underneath
1: the surface behind the scenes yeah whoa good question man um whew, i just say an overwhelming number of options of things that they think they need to be happy <laughs> mm-hmm. that's kind of a long-winded answer but it's staggering the amount of um, options they have in a day the the stimulus that there is in there in front of them with their, with cell phones, with social mm-hmm. media, with schooling, with work. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but then on the flip side of that, the thing that they need the most, which is close loving relationships, that thing that they, in my opinion, that's what they want seems to be the most elusive to them. Mm-hmm. So I would say probably the, the uh, biggest challenge that they face mm-hmm. hmm. um, and not, and maybe not being told to or not, not really re- believing that relationships are what they need the most those close relationships right. that, that it is something else out there that they you know haven't achieved yeah. or that they're they're gonna achieve someday that that's how they're going to be content. If I can have
0: this, if I could do that, if, I, if people could think this about me or say this about me, then life will be... Oh,
1: my goodness. Yep. Rather than realizing that their contentment and peace is, is right there today in front of yeah. them. Yeah. With, with the people and friends that care deeply about them. Exactly. Last question, John. Are the Dodgers going to make it happen this year? <laughs>
0: You're, you're a futurist predictor, what do you think We're first place we right
1: always we always believe we always believe they've made a few good changes and um, I think they're going to see it through to the end this year truly I hope so well,
0: John, um, <laughs> thank you for being on the show. Thank you for being the kind of math teacher you are, and I've loved obviously being oh, your thanks, friend over the years, but getting a sneak peek into your life uh, comprehensive public high school like that's that's the jungle and you're in it and you're doing some beautiful yeah. work and yeah. I'm so thankful for it. So thanks for being on the show. And I hope you listen to this and maybe this will be, absolutely. <laughs> maybe you'll subscribe. It, like, you can push this button. It can come to your phone every time. It'll just tell you. I
1: know I, I, well, I just got a smartphone a year ago, so I think, I think I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, thank you. And good luck. To the rest All right.
0: You. All right see thanks, you. Scott. Hey, thanks for joining us for the U-School podcast. We wanted to let you know that we have a new free mini course that's available for you. It's called the Real Me Course. It's available on our website. Go to theuschool.com forward slash register. Create an account and you'll see the Real Me Course available for you for free. Within three quick exercises, you can get clear about your identity, about who you are, and what matters to you. Let us guide you through video and through interactive prompts for you to figure out and get clear about your real story. So go to theusechool.com and thanks for joining us today.